Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. If you're looking to buy or sell a home or hear about the market in the Orlando area, stick around for our weekly discussion. Welcome to our Near Disney show for this Wednesday. We're happy that you have joined us. And I am Virginia Carlson, also known as Cinderella on the Dream Team. And I am joined with my two esteemed colleagues over here. Elijah Lewis with Florida in Motion Realty. They call me the prince of real estate around here at Near Disney. Hi, everyone. Welcome to tonight's Facebook Live. My name is Tanya, and I'm also known as Elena or the Latin Princess. We are real estate experts here in the... Orlando area. Yeah, and we're so glad that you are joining us tonight. We always try to give everybody kind of the lowdown of some cool things that are going on around in our community, as well as real estate news. So just to keep everyone informed. And of course, we are always here to answer any and all of your questions. So don't be afraid to post a comment or ask a question, and we will definitely be able to answer it for you. So we were looking at some cool things that we see in the Orlando area. And we always kind of like to see, you know, what what makes Orlando special? And we found this really cool article because I know everybody always is looking for kind of like a new hot place to eat or, you know, new cuisine to try. And Elijah brought this cool article to our attention about Orlando being named the best foodie city in the country. What do you think about that, Elijah? <laughs> yeah, it says uh, uh, personal finance uh, hub, wallet hub, uh, released a study that crowned Orlando as the best foodie city in the country for awesome. 2023. And foodie, it's kind of like one of those hip Gen Z terms that's out there about like, you know, you are all about uh, trying all the food and food connoisseur, just like, you know, Mm -hmm. live to eat kind of I don't, I don't know if that if they if I uh dictionaried it well enough there but I I would agree that this is it's one of the big uh, luxuries of living in the central Florida area that there mm -hmm. are so many just 15 minute drives in any direction and you're getting into a place with a lot of cool uh, cuisines and non-chain restaurants you know even just some of the offshoots just off of orlando like winter park and right. and winter garden have some awesome like downtowns that are mm -hmm. just lined with walkable amazing restaurants to try you can go to like bosphorus for turkish food you can go to the uh, awesome prado for italian where they've got like seasonal uh, menus that are, you know, something's always different to try. <laughs> Some might yeah. need a reservation uh, there. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that, like, after looking at, they said, like, 180 cities, mm -hmm. they just said that uh, uh, based on a mul multiplicity of factors, like affordability, high quality, uh, specialty foods per capita, mm -hmm. and, and, like, density of grocery stores like you will see oh, yeah. that we got we got trader joe's around we've got whole foods around we've got you know Publix. when i came when i moved from the midwest uh and i i fell in love with Publix down here there this is great service and great mm -hmm. it's always clean in, in a lot of these places so 
Yeah, just for restaurant diversity, even just within the little pockets of downtowns or the downtown Orlando Strip, that's it's it's a big bonus of coming to live here. Yeah, I think you make a good point with the with the grocery stores because you know people definitely want to be able to you know try out different restaurants, but a lot of these you know budding chefs, foodies, they like to do it themselves. So having a plethora of, of choices as far as like where you want to shop is a great option as well. I like that. I personally like, I love the restaurant 60 Vines in Winter Park. Yes. It's really good. It's really cool. They have um, 60 wines on tap and you don't usually think of wine being on tap, but what it does when you, when you have it on a tap is that it keeps it very fresh versus just putting the cork back in and putting it in the fridge. So the tap will keep it nice and fresh and they have a great selection. So it's, and the food is really good too. And I, it's just one of my favorite restaurants. It's a good place to go. Yeah, I, nice. I love that one. That's a good pick. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that is good. I love Briar Patch in downtown Winter Park. And uh, well, they're only open seven to four, but if you get there early, you won't have to wait in line. Yeah. Good for brunch. Good for brunch, breakfast, delicious. Yeah. Briar Pass makes me think of Splash Mountain. Uh, that was uh, the old Baltic for uh, Disney. You know, just got to tie everything to Disney. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Briar Rabbit. Uh, all right. Cool. I, yeah, I just thought I'd share the word that if you're on the fence. Maybe we could tempt you to follow your nose here to Central Florida. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so we had some other cool. Orlando or um, Florida news, actually. Um, I guess that's more of what we were talking about in, in that Florida has now surpassed New York in um, uh, topping home values. Wow. Yes. So that's exciting news for our state. I know. It's so exciting. I mean, it's, everyone uh, has been looking at the changes, you know, in the real estate market in the U.S. has seen some remarkable changes this past year and um, there was a study by Zillow on the U.S. housing market uh, mm -hmm. there's there's been an increase over 2.6 trillion in value this past year wow and what's really impressive is that Florida has taken a center stage in in this uh, movement you know in mm -hmm. the latest analysis Sunshine State has claimed the second spot in total real estate value, surpassing New York State. We are still below California, but it's pretty impressive if you think about it. Uh, California still maintains 20% of the entire market. Yeah. So we are right below them now. And, you know, we might wonder if these figures are truly reliable. Um, but after they assessed the values, um, they discovered that indeed this has happened and it's very shocking. Uh, but, you know, the housing market right now hovers below $52 trillion, surpassing mm -hmm. the peak in June of 2022 by $1.1 trillion. So wow. this has attributed to a 0.7 increase in the average home value. And speaking of Florida, you know, it's no coincidence that four of the six markets experiencing the most significant value growth um, are Tampa, mm -hmm. Miami, Jacksonville, and let's not forget about Orlando with yeah. 72.3%. So, yeah, it's a steady influx of new homes. Oh, that's something else that was very um, 
interesting to to hear, you know, about the new construction. I know we've been going over to different places here in Central Florida, yeah. but you know, the influx of new homes entering the market has helped uh, alleviate the inventory deficit that we had. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and mm -hmm. interest still remain elevated, but these new homes will continue to play a significant role in adjusting the housing market. Yeah, I agree with that. The, uh, the new construction is definitely trying to like even out that, that deficit, you know, trying mm -hmm. to make mm -hmm. it so people can really find the home that they, they want. And, and also this article, which is exciting. Also, they say that um, Southern Florida, uh, Southern Florida and Tampa, they also made the top 20 most valuable metro list. So it seems that all of Florida is, mm -hmm. you know, trying to yes. do well with the home values here. Very yeah. impressive. And we have yeah. seen increase in inventory recently. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a bit. And uh, of these values going up, you know, they've hopefully given – a significant number of owners and increased amount of equity with, mm -hmm. you know, especially like the farther back that you bought when it comes to maybe resizing uh, right. the square footage in your home. So maybe that huge, potentially huge chunk of equity in certain cases could be the mitigating factor for like, well, if I sell, I have to buy. Well, if you have, you know, in addition to the loan, you could get this gigantic amount of cash from your equity. And maybe even you're trying to sort of right size into a smaller home. I mean, like, maybe that just takes most of the pain away from making that decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point with the equity. Um, so something interesting happened last week in, uh, in Congress, where Congress, um, agreed to extend flood insurance for Floridians, which is a huge deal uh, for us who live in Florida. And what, what does that mean? I guess we could try to explain that here. Um, when Congress extended the flood insurance last Friday in a last minute vote, uh, which is a great thing, the funding has been extended to November 17th now. Um, a lapse in the funding, if that had happened, would disrupt the purchase of flood insurance uh, in as many as 20,000 communities nationwide. So it's a huge deal, especially for us down in Florida when wow. we're thinking about hurricane season and, you know, all the other lots of rain, lots of weather here. So flood insurance is a huge deal and home buyers are required to have it and homeowners are current homeowners must renew it. So. If, if that wasn't without access to the flood insurance, people will have to rely very heavily on limited uh, disaster aid. So it makes it affordable for people. And it's, it's just a, it's definitely a good thing that we're happy to see what happens. I know I was following that to make sure that, you know, the Senate voted for it or passed it. Can't say the politicians never did anything for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but it really would have it would have disrupted a lot of things because, you know, these families, they need to have I mean, everybody needs to have affordable flood insurance and the National Flood Insurance Program does just that. And we can take a look at other things that the uh, the flood insurance does for us Floridians. Just give me a second. 
and I'll pull this article up. This was interesting. This is some facts for people. And if, if you want to learn more about the, the flood insurance program, then we're here to answer any and all questions for you. Um, so it provides property owners, businesses, and renters access to affordable flood insurance, which, like I said, is necessary here down in Florida. Um, it ca caps, uh, caps the rates for property owners. It directs FEMA to develop more granular rate tables to ensure fewer properties are overcharged by the NFIP or National Flood Insurance Program. Um, Florida has more policies than any other state, you know, and that's obvious because of, you know, where we're located and, you know, the, the hurricanes and just, you know, it's so, we're so easily impacted by, by floods and, you know, you have to, you have to find out, are you in a flood zone and what you, what you need to know about your property. So the flood insurance program is definitely a very necessary thing to have down here. Don't you guys agree? I, I would say so, and especially some areas of, of Florida more than mm -hmm. others. You know, we're fortunate to be in the in the central Florida uh, area where a lot of the homes are like when you see when you look at the flood zone uh, designation, it would be like no or right. no. But I mean, this is just a, definitely a gift to anyone who is, you know, just wants that peace of mind anywhere in the state or you know, especially kind of on the coasts, which are very attractive to, uh, you know. Yeah, part of a Florida lifestyle as well. Yeah, it just kind of it gives people peace of mind that they can find the the insurance and it's you know available and they can get it, which it's you know it's definitely a necessary thing to have here. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so too. <laughs> That's why I was. Excited. That's just you know, they we elect them to to do to represent us in our interests. So come on, they gotta. Yeah, they really they, they, the ball on this. pulled it together on, on our behalf and, you know, and, and um, just any anyone who lives down here, it just definitely made it so that our industry was not severely impacted by that. It's a question we get asked a lot for people from out of state, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a real concern, like how covered, how protected am I going to be if I invest in Florida? And so mm -hmm. it's just good to know that those options will continue to be available even while the insurance in Florida landscape continues to sort of ebb and flow. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Um, so we are on to <laughs> other topics. Of, so Halloween is fast approaching. Everyone is starting to decorate at least around me and my neighborhood. I know I have put up my decorations, but sometimes people actually, Elijah had this question today from a seller wondering if I'm planning on selling my house, is it wise to decorate my house on the outside and maybe even on the inside? So we, um, you know, we were talking about this earlier and we actually found an article that addressed this specific topic because I guess this is a question on people's minds that they want to know how much decor is okay if I'm going to sell my house. Unfortunately, re realtors can be seen as party poopers in the unfortunately no. holidays come along and you want to celebrate and de-stress as much as possible in the stressful home selling process and you're trying to clean and keep your home show ready every time we call you and tell you like you know drop what you're doing somebody wants to get in right uh, 
And so I did get a call from a client who has, you know, a very, very beautiful house and a large front yard. That's a big mm -hmm. selling point. And just, they just with these sort of dull eyes, like Puss in Boots and Shrek, you know, and just yeah. like, do I can, can I can I decorate for Halloween like now like now that it's like the it's turned from September into October and all the memes come up about <laughs> the clock strike midnight it's Halloween time uh, and you know we just had to have a little bit of a serious discussion about how that level of intensity of Halloween decor would affect um potential showings and interest and of course the number one priority which is getting that home secured you know fast and under contract with you know uh, the as close to that desired asking price as possible so you need to know how much decor is too much uh, when your house is on the market uh, mm -hmm. and generally speaking yes keep it to a minimum and if you if you must then this article suggests that try to keep it cute rather than scary. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think everybody's normal till you see what Halloween decorations they put out, and, <laughs> and you can see some real morbid uh, personality types and sense of humor that that goes out there. We definitely advise no decorations Christmas, Halloween, otherwise should be in the listing photos like when you're taking yeah. a picture of the house if it's got a whole bunch of decorations or if it's got that gigantic christmas tree in there mm -hmm. and provide a little bit of difficulty not just because of uh having it show neutral but even just people's different varying belief systems about right. those various holidays yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean can you imagine if you were having some people come in and they uh had little children and you had like all this scary stuff out that would be very off-putting i think so i definitely agree with that like sorry just, i was just charging my computer you don't want anyone to say i had nightmares after i went in yeah yeah or like my child went home crying <laughs> <laughs> the only tears of joy we want to exactly inspire, so. That's basically yeah. the gist of, of what this article wants to reiterate, you know, and case by case basis, you know, maybe some, it says uh, special decorations like a leaf garland on the mantle or some, yep. some candles can be pretty good. Uh, yeah, maybe like the spirit without, you know, uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Just try to keep it. Not really anything. Yeah, because it could make it also look like cluttered. And so mm. you want people to kind of go in and be like, wow, this space is amazing. And this everybody is says the same thing like, oh, I can look past stuff. Well, you know, as a realtor, even with, you know, several years of experience, you'll find that people overestimate their ability to look past stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Perfect. Super important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that's fun. I, I do agree with that. I know it can be kind of a bummer if you're really into Halloween and you have to sit one year out. Yeah, <laughs> but there's always another one around the corner. So you can do it the next time. Um, speaking of Halloween, I wanted to share this. This is fun. Um, happening this weekend, if you are in the Celebration area or even if you don't live in Celebration, you can come to this. The, it's, it's only on Saturday. The high school is putting on a haunted house 
from 5 to 11 p.m. Tickets are $5 each and $3 if you have a student ID. So a little bit less if you have a student ID. Should be fun. I know that the schools used to do, like a few years ago, they used to do a fall fest where they had, at least at the elementary school, they had um, kind of like a Halloween uh, haunted house set up in, in, at the school, but it hasn't happened in the last few years. So I'm glad to see that something like this is coming back. So again, that's at Celebration High School this Saturday from 5 to 11 p.m. And I think probably all the proceeds probably go to the school in some way. So it's a good cause. It's something to check out if you have kids or even if you don't, just something fun to do this Saturday. Yeah, how, how fun. Uh, I, I had to give you a, a, re a reason to get back. I mean, apart, apart from the high school reunion, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. To see cool way to, you know, bond with your kids and just kind of get another chance to get in there for something a little less serious than a parent teacher conference. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, keep add a little levity to the situation. But I, I think it looks like it would be something fun. And I always like to see how creative the kids are that, you know, set those things up. It was yeah. some really good ideas. I'm sure they're very creative. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think we covered some good stuff this week. And uh, thank you, everyone who tuned in. And again, um, like and subscribe to Near Disney. And leave us any, any comments, any questions. And we're always here to answer your questions and you know, give you more information on any kind of topics that you'd like. We are here to help you, definitely. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah. See you next Wednesday when and Spooky we'll Month will continue. Yes. We'll have more spooky okay. stuff. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you. Bye.